Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Saturday Matinee from True Story FM, our weekly show in which hosts from across the network gather to talk about news, reviews, new trailers, and the hotly debated weekly list challenge. I'm Pete Wright, and uh, fresh, fresh from the mines, fresh from the factory of fun, it's Kyle Olson. 
<laughs> oh, is that where I've been? Factory of yeah. Fun? Okay. No, you every now you got this fancy new day job, and now every time I talk to you, you're whipping some other something wonderful yeah, out, or, or flicking bizarre, it on screen. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. You come from the Cave of Wonders. And speaking of the Cave of Wonders, look, it's Ray Delancey. <laughs> I'm the cute <laughs> one. <laughs> Uh, we have uh, quite a show. We are talking today about all kinds of things. We've got three great trailers. We've got a, a game inspired uh, and uh, <laughs> pilfered from our, our dear friend Ray Delancey. Uh, not Ray Delancey. Rob Cabosco. Ray Delancey's Ooh. here. Uh, Rob Cabosco. And we have a list that comes uh, from last week's challenge that maybe I'm interested to see the kind of secrets that are revealed from this particular bearded stage but before <laughs> before we get started we've got to talk about what are you watching i particularly have been excited about star trek lower decks season three started last week uh new episodes releasing on thursdays so as we record this season or season three episode two dropped today and I just watched it before we started recording here, and I was laughing so much at the exploits of one Mr. Brad Boimler. I love Lower Decks so much. Have you guys been watching Lower Decks? I would like to speak. Go ahead. Speak. All right. I am. The floor I am, recognizes. I had to check. May it please the court. I had to check Hobie <laughs> to see exactly how far into Lower Decks I am. But right now, you probably can't see that. I am in on season two, episode three. I only just started the show like a week and a half ago. Okay. And I adore it. What an amazing right? fun is going on in this ridiculous show. This is... I had no idea. I just watched the <laughs> We'll Always Have Tom Paris episode. Oh, and it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. So I am so glad to be in in the universe of people who know this show. Uh, I am watching it. I am, I've, I've seen every episode. Uh, I'm I'm not quite as excited as you guys are because it still seems like it's it's finding its way. Like there's there's a really good Star Trek comedy in there and a really bad Family Guy ripoff in there, and the two of them <laughs> okay. are fighting. Okay. They're like they're oh. they're 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 like you know it's 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 Spock split into two or <laughs> Kirk split into two people like they're two of them are fighting and then some sometimes one wins and sometimes the other one wins. Uh, I get yeah, it, Pete. You're you're very close to approaching what I consider the worst episode in Star Trek history. Uh, and oh, that was you've it's coming. Really given me coming. something to look forward to in season two. However, I, I, I say having seen the third season, I, I feel like now they finally know what show they're making. Which I feel like in the first season they did not know really what what they were. Yeah. Uh, and now they like like they finally like settled down, and there are some of the best Star Trek jokes and references. Ketracel white hot. Yeah, come on, that is like three <laughs> levels of hilarious. Oh my god, it's so good. Okay, though, no, I, I don't. I, I have to pivot though. Well, finish your thought, Ray. You were going to say. Well, something. I was just going to say, and in that episode, all the first contact references. Yes. Specifically yeah. to Zephram Cochran, yeah, and the, the fact they brought the great him back. James Cromwell, back who came back to do the voice work for that. I know they they, so they, they peeled him off of the counter and got him to come back and do the voice. Yes, that was a really really topical reference. 
Somebody I'm out there very, who's listening right now is like high fiving me through the internet. So that's right. We'll let that we'll let that stay. What I have to know though is because I know this has been on for three seasons now, but the one I finished immediately before this was Star Trek Prodigy. Oh. What is your take on Prodigy? I got about halfway through Prodigy and I sort of faded out. Is it is it worth continuing on? I say yes. It is not like peak Star Trek, uh, but I I think more interesting than. Uh, like, it's a great show. Everybody has to watch it. It's, it might not be a great show. There are some really interesting things going on. But what are what the most interesting stuff is the way they are moving the Star Trek technology canon forward. Okay. And I think that could possibly, uh, you know, unleash some new nerd stuff in across Star Trek. Now that they're they're sort of finding the Star Trek universe and with reports that the Cerritos is coming live action mm. in uh, in uh, whatever the upcoming uh, Strange mm. New Worlds. Like, yeah. the idea that they are pulling from these animated series, I think actually there is more fodder for cool stuff to pull yes. for live action from Prodigy than there is, is so far, at least in what I've seen in, in uh, Lower Decks. Yeah. You know, I keep forgetting about Prodigy. You know, I'm trying yeah. to catch up with all these shows because there's so much new track now. Um, Prodigy in particular, I keep forgetting about probably because it's uh, a more kids-oriented show. Uh, mm -hmm. What network did it, it – was it like on – I don't it think it was on Nickelodeon. Plus, but then, yeah, it, but it's, but I think it, it eventually will live it, on Nickelodeon. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's got, now, that's the, I watched it on Paramount Plus, okay. and it has the the Nickelodeon stinger yeah. up front. But yeah. I I don't know if it's because Voyager is probably my least favorite series that I just keep forgetting mm. oh, about Prodigy. <laughs> I don't dislike Voyager, but. Of that was Pete that was my new camera trick. Yeah. It's a peace out sign when you hold up two <laughs> fingers, and so when it, you'll know, mm -hmm. yeah, you'll know when I get real angry and just can't hide my rage, I will peace out okay. and fade out. You smarmy so son that's, of a gun. Just so you know, when you just called Voyager your least favorite, well, I had to peace out you. When so I say least favorite, favorite I, there's so much Star Trek it's that all favorite. Yeah, it's I mean, I love all Trek, but uh, of all the Trek, Voyager, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. It just seems like, I don't know. Well, we'll talk about this yeah. some other no, time. But Prodigy, no, I need sorry, to Did you want to take on. the shovel and continue to dig? With every, <laughs> I don't know. The hole gets deeper. I, I, I think uh, since I did like what? Uh, six hours on Star Trek on Curiosity Codex. I think yeah. that I've, I've exhausted <laughs> You're my, out. my time talking about Star Trek now. I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to hear anything more from me about Star Trek. Uh, Curiosity Codex, uh, Trek Through the Stars, yep. uh, five episode <laughs> epic right. podcast discussion. Yeah. Uh, fantastic uh, mini series. Okay. So that's the, that's the, are we done with the Trek stuff? Sure. Are we, we're excited about season three. I'm sorry. No. I could go on okay. forever. Yeah. I, and, and you can't say enough good things about Strange, about Strange New Worlds. Like, oh no! Just, I, uh, but even if you've never watched the Star Trek, just sit down and watch. <laughs> Please, it. It's fantastic! So begin watching it again. Yes, if you have I, watched I, it I the have. first I'm, time, I'm on my second rewatch. It is so good. Uh, okay, what Kyle are you watching, sir? Ah, uh, well, one thing we have not talked about is Sandman. Now you talked a little bit about there too, so we don't have to spend too I much did. time on it. But um, yeah, I have uh, I, because I'm, I'm a huge Sandman fan, so I've, I've been and I've listened to the the Audible audio version, which is fantastic. If you guys are looking, if someone's looking for more. Uh, faithful adaptation. Go to the Audible version because that's like that's like they pull it straight from his notes. Like they're literally Neil Gaiman is reading the notes he wrote to the artists. 
Oh, like that's so how good. that's how in depth that yeah. is. Um, but uh, I, I actually have been watching with my daughter. She she has no oh, and, and she has no connection to Sandman at all. She does not know the character. She does not know the universe or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of yeah. like sitting and and I did not. I sort of gave her the basics of like, oh, there's the endless and there's other you know that and that's about it. Um, and I just sort of wanted to watch it through her eyes to see what it is, and she loves it. Like she just loves all this stuff. I mean, just everything nice. is just absolutely enraptured with it too. So you know, it's it's hitting the fourteen year olds again. Like it got them before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's coming back around and getting them again. So it's great. They they did a bunch of changes, uh, but I'm actually fine with the way they did it because I feel like they he got a chance to sort of like step back and you know whatever 50 year old Neil Gaiman got to look at 20 year old Neil Gaiman and go mm, yeah you missed a couple things and kind of and was able yeah. to then also with Alan Heinberg I think one of the one of the one of the hidden architects behind this whole thing uh, was able to sort of make a consistent story over these eight and now nine I mean they added this sort of little bonus one um, mm-hmm. or was it 10 and then 11. I it's remember. 10 and 11. 10 I haven't and watched 11, 11 yet. It dropped. Oh, 11, 11 good, it, it was a sneaky nice drop, and I didn't see it. It's nice. It's, it's also a little just off to the side. So it's like, the, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's still the same thing, but just a little bit, you know, uh, tangential. And it's also one of the uh, kind, of, kind of a darker stories, which they did, they did a little, <laughs> a nicer version of, didn't didn't okay. underplay it, but also didn't also get really salacious about it, which was nice. Sure. Um, but yeah, but I, I've been really enjoying it, and, I, and I'm happy to change this. It's very interesting to, to sort of, have this nicer Neil Gaiman than me because <laughs> you know John D was not a a nice or redeemable character at all when he was Doctor Destiny he was capital E evil and like he was <laughs> treated much more kindly in this and you know almost you know, given like sort of a second chance and I was like okay well this is a a a softer Neil than we've seen before so okay interesting so I'm I'm I really enjoyed it uh, and I know you Good. you say you were. Well, I, 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 I'm very much, I, I very much enjoyed it. And I, you know, the thing that sort of as it, as it ages on me, these yawned weeks that yeah. have passed, uh, I can't quite get over how good Tom Sturridge is yeah. as a, mm. a, as the, just the casting choice. Yes. I mean, it was just exceptional. Yeah. casting and i am not one that has read all of the stuff and know all the lore and i still find like he is just so perfect in that role in this entity so however well he's aligned from the original material this is awesome he yeah. is great yeah. and, uh, and, i did and, uh, get james mcavoy was doing the audible version so like he was the one who's been living okay. in my head and so switching over and they're going okay now it's sort of like okay now this is thing but the nice thing is is in a sort of a, a nice nod in the bonus episode, James McAvoy gets a voice. So, like, they actually kind mm. of, like, gave him a little, like, okay. oh, you're still part of the show because you were sort of carrying it for this. Interesting. Yeah. So that was nice. Are you up on it, Ray? No, I, you know, there are so many TV shows that I, I really need to catch up on, particularly Marvel. But Sandman is one of them. I, I do intend to check that out soon. The other piece that I and I that I just can't if if we talk about it I have to talk about it is uh, Joanna Constantine 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 is so good oh god if Jenna Coleman doesn't come back like they I I need more of her in that role I don't know if that's a thing that's possible but wow I know those episodes were so good and and Kirby Howell Baptiste like as death like just the perfect death like from the moment she showed up I was like oh yes. 
Yeah, you are absolutely this character. Yes. Oh my god, I just I wanted to like have her read me stories at yes. night. Dangerous <laughs> invite, but she was fantastic. You get one. I, I really, you get one. yeah, you get one. But it's the best story you've ever heard. That's right, and you don't get to know what the ending is. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, so anyway, uh, big big shout out for that. Um, the 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 one I have not. I think is this as we record? Yeah. Is this the weekend that uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, the Rings yes. of Power? Yes, drops? this is this is where the audience. Uh, yeah. I envy them not only because yes. of the hilarity that's going to ensue in the next forty-five minutes, but they have already seen the first two episodes of the most expensive television show ever made, <laughs> Lord of the Rings: Rings yeah. of Power. Can I ask a really dumb I, question? Sure. Of course. Is it, okay. Is this series based on already existing Tolkien literature, or is this brand new stuff based on? There's two answers to that. There yes, are exactly. And we right. don't know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because they've been super secretive about what exactly they're doing. So we okay. know Sauron's involved. We know Galadriel's involved, and that's about it. Yeah. Like okay. They're sort of like they they kind of they so the, the it is working with the Tolkien estate so it is officially like they're they're not going off like the Shadows of Mordor like video game. They're not going off uh-huh. on their own thing. Like they are sticking to the lore. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we don't know exactly what story it is down the it's it's probably the forging of the rings cuz it's called the Rings of Power, but sure. so we'll see, you know, the Bright Lord maybe. I mean, there's all yeah. these things that were it's it's going to be interesting because all of us are going to be finding out at the same time i guess i'm in one of those places where i love lord of the rings like one of the best film franchises one of the best trilogies ever made you know peter jackson did such a great job and what a workshop but then the hobbit came along i love the (laughs) hobbit but those films are just you know and so this one i'm a little trepidatious about I, I'm a little bit too, but I'll tell you, I'm less so after watching the uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, House, House of the Dragon. Dragon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, are either of you into this uh, particular series? Yes. No, oh, yes, very I'm much not. so. All right. Yeah. Were, did you watch Game of Thrones, Ray? No, I didn't. That's one okay. franchise I never got into. That surprises me, uh, actually, given your stated love of Lord of the Rings. I'm it, sorry. It's. Uh, <laughs> There's no reason there's, to be shamed. There, I'd say there's there's it's a it's a different it's yeah. a different feel to it because there's yes. a lot less magic. Yes, a lot less magic, but yeah. a lot of nakedness. Sort of high seems. fantasy politics. A lot of nakedness Here's the thing. True. Oh yeah. Well, you know, is there enough ever? Really? No. <laughs> um, so the the thing that that I there's think is so interesting about right? House of the Dragon is, uh, is that is one that I expected to be um, a a laughable attempt at at just money grabs, sure, right? Yeah. And that yeah. and so. My experience with it so far is that it is not, right? Oh, that it nice. it feels very grounded and at home in the universe and I am I'm finding myself at the end actually thinking, "Huh, when does that drop? Sunday night 6 uh-huh. o'clock for me. I yep. I could actually tune in. It I haven't considered appointment television in years." <laughs> and this has got me thinking about that. If Rings of Power is the great competition to this show, House mm-hmm. of the Dragon, mm-hmm. then maybe they're going to be leveling each other up. They're certainly spending the money for it. So I'm actually nice. curious about this whole ecosystem of high fantasy. Yeah. I'm really liking House of the Dragon so far. And frankly, there are actually dragons in it. And <laughs> I love me some <laughs> dragons. True. Like, That's a true. lot of dragons. Uh, the, uh, so. I say the, the, the positives, I think the, the two things, the two best things that House of the Dragon has going for it are 
Patty Considine and Matt Smith. Matt they Smith. are yep. the engine that is running that show. Like everybody else is good, but like those two are just like electric. For uh, sure. So, like, I'm, yeah. I'm excited just to show up just yeah. to see it because Matt Smith is having so much fun being being just awful and evil. I think I told you this in a text. I was like, it took me 40 minutes to realize who Matt Smith was. Like he, in, he is invisible yeah. in his performance. In his and it is wig. great. Yeah. It's so good. But Stop. what yeah, I, so what good. I worry about with it, uh, is that they don't have a Tyrion Lannister. Uh, like there is no, everyone is highborn. Like there's, there's nobody to be like, can you believe this crap? There's like, there's no, there's no Han Solo, you know, there's no just like working stiff. Okay. And they had yeah. that in, in Game of Thrones because it was nice because you got to see the high and you got to see the low. You know, you got to see people like, what are these nobles doing kind of stuff. Now it's all nobles. And that's like, mm. oh, I don't know if I like this as much because it's a lot of people in wigs sitting around tables yelling at each other. A little weighted like, to one side. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of that, but it, I also get the sense that this is a slow rolling plot. Like yes. they really, I mean, it's they're moving these elements around the board. But from what I what I heard, patience. they actually are doing something different because apparently there's a time jump coming and they're recasting. Yeah. So like sometime yeah. in the middle of the season, they're gonna like jump ahead ten years, and the young actresses basically are recast with actresses who are age appropriate for it. So they're not gonna try and age up someone. So like the girls who are playing fifteen or whatever, they actually cast a twenty five year old actress to play okay. her at twenty five. So mm-hmm. I thought that's interesting. I'm like, oh, so they're telling a much longer story as opposed to month after month after month. And how many episodes are they aiming for this season? I think, I think it's 10. 12. Is it 10 or 12? 12? Is it 12? I don't okay. know. I, I, I defer to you. It's okay. in there. Uh, but yeah, it, the interesting thing about it, like if you look at IMDb, mm-hmm. um, is specifically around this recasting news, right? So young Princess Rhaenyra is, that we know so far, is Millie Alcock, and mm-hmm. Princess Rhaenyra is Emma Darcy. Millie Alcock is listed as as uh, playing in 10 episodes, Emma Darcy in nine. So oh. this whole time jump thing might be overlapping periods, mm, okay. through, you know, through, told through flashbacks. Interesting. I, you know, they're, yeah. they will overlap at some point, it feels like. So, okay. And they got picked um, up for season two. So, yes, yes. That was one of my favorite Already? texts okay. that you sent me. I stand corrected, yeah. he said. Yeah. Because it I was, really thought it, it this was, was going to, like you thought, like you were saying, I thought even if it's good, there's no way. There's no way. They're going <laughs> to spend that way it is now. It's going to spend that yeah. much money again oh, man. for the season. For HBO sure and Warner yeah. Brothers have been crazy lately. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like all these, like uh, Shazam, I know, because we're, you know, we're superhero fans, got moved back to next year. Like all these things that moved yeah. back Did to it? Like I a lot that. next year. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the scuttlebutt is uh, Warner Brothers doesn't have enough money to put them out. Like it, it basically has, it only has enough cash on hand to put out two movies before the end of the year. And it was Black Adam and Don't Worry Darling. And everything else got pushed to next year when the next fiscal year will start. So, okay. wow. I don't, I don't have an answer to that. Like yeah. that is the most, that is the craziest position they're in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's... Warner Brothers has become the new MGM. <laughs> <laughs> What's Just going constantly on? Maybe, for Maybe they'll get into the, the hotel couch. business. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am looking because forward to Don't Worry Darling though. I am, I am too. I mean, they, I mean, I think they made a good choice with those two movies, but at the same time, yeah, like there was a lot of other stuff that was. Warner uh, Brothers always seemed to me like one of the heavy hitters, man. I mean, yeah. but now, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, well, 
sea change. Yeah. I speaking of sea change, can we pivot a little bit to this? To it, it's a it's technically a trailer, and I snuck it in here uh, as a thing I wanted to get your takes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because of some yeah. interesting things going on around uh, around this movie, the movie that it is it is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Winnie the Pooh, Blood. And honey, have you watched the trailer? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I have. I have seen it. <laughs> um, uh, oh the the film um, comes from uh, Reese Freak Waterfield and uh, produced by Scott Jeffrey, starring Amber Doig Thorne, Maria Taylor, Danielle Ronald, Natasha Tosney. So the whole story behind this movie—it's a slasher movie, right? It's yeah. a slasher movie in which um, uh, Christopher Robin ages out and goes to college. And he leaves Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore and Piglet in the Hundred Acre Wood. And apparently part of the story is he does not leave them food or any way to fend for themselves. No more barrels, no more jugs of honey, no snacks. And as a result, the, the animals go feral and start murdering horrifically for their food. So it really becomes an angry bear and an angry pig with a sledgehammer um, uh, running around killing the humans. It And and the piglet grows like tusks. Like, yeah. it really is a wild, that horrific That mask is crazy creature. looking. It's so man. crazy. But, but it's not like, I mean, this is a... Uh, just a rich indie film like this is this is really these are people in masks playing Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and Eeyore they had to eat Eeyore early on and so Eeyore's grave is is still is in the trailer you see Eeyore's grave is because Piglet they had to eat him for survival and you have to wonder you know was he really that bummed about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh well Well, I suppose so so the idea behind this movie uh, came about really this, like, January, I think it was January 2022, mm-hmm. when these particular characters fell into the public domain. Yeah. And thus, the Winnie the Pooh slasher movie was born. Uh, <laughs> I am curious your take on it. And I know, Ray, as a lover of slasher movies, <laughs> of horror movies like that, this has to be right up your alley. What do you think about doing it with Winnie the Pooh? Dude, I thought it was hilarious because before the trailer came out, they were releasing stills, mm-hmm. you know, from the movie that looked hilarious, you know, like the buxom beauty in the in the hot tub or whatever, and behind her is the feral-looking Winnie the Pooh. And it, it just looked ridiculous yeah. and wonderful at the same time. And then the trailer comes out, and <laughs> all I all I can think is, why aren't people looking at more properties that have gone public domain and just doing completely ridiculous things with them? Because I, I don't know whether this is going to be good or bad, but I want to see it either way. Yeah, I've got really strong feelings about the copyright system and, and all that kind of stuff. And I know this is not really the place to get into how broken our copyright laws are, too. But, like, it was so exciting that things after, like, I think it was 87 years, the first things entered the public domain uh, you know basically it's 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 because of disney they've been kicking it down the road uh for all these mm-hmm. years because they made all their money on public domain characters and they don't want anybody else to do that so mm-hmm. they're and so now we finally get these characters in and then this comes out and i'm like guys you're wrecking yeah. it like, <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things in the public domain and this is what the first thing out is like oh <laughs> man but, you know, but, this, but this is what's great about public domain is like you can do yeah. what you want with it. Now somebody else can come and do a soft 
kind story with Winnie the Pooh characters or, you know, do a Riverdale thing and have them as romantic. (laughs) Sure. Why not? That's what's great about public domain. I, I think I'm like, and that is the, the principal controversy of this thing, right? It's that right. they, is, is that this is why we can't have nice things. These wonderful <laughs> childhood characters yes. for a hundred years have come around and, and the first thing you do is make this a horrific, like, what will the kids think yeah. when they see Winnie the sure. Pooh and they really want to go see it, but they can't see it because who has a sledgehammer? Man, you think and this is great. Watch what happens in a year when Mickey Mouse enters the public domain. Oh, interesting, then right? Are and, get interesting. Well, there's another one. Like I, I saw this and I thought, what is going on? Well, the, it turns out one of the principal characters in the Winnie the Pooh Hundred Acre Woods was Tigger, who is not in public domain yet. Correct. What really? would Tigger have done in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Tigger. The sequel is, you know, it's got to be like Tigger's Revenge. Like Tigger's got to go. <laughs> crazy. Uh, so I'm in favor of it existing. I'm in favor of this like stretching the legs of, of uh, public domain. But uh, but I do. I, I'm not blind to the controversy. Right. Well, I'm, I, I absolutely see it. Have either of you guys seen the Christopher Robin movie that Disney released? I have. I did. Yeah, I did. Was it? I mean, what was that like to you? It was it was pretty good. I mean, it, it nobody was, was murdered by a nobody rogue was yeah, there was well, no there. murders and also no yeah. hot tubs. So I mean, <laughs> no, really, yes. what's the point? Right. Uh, it was it was it was uh, basically like like a lot of Disney live action stuff. It was fine. You know, it was it's yeah. like they okay. the actual the on screen character animation was phenomenal, but the story was okay. eh, just like Christopher Robin comes back to you know is 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 basically they're trying to do Winnie they're trying to do Mary Poppins with the Winnie the Pooh thing. So he's grown up and now is a sad businessman and his friends like mm-hmm. go, we need to cheer him up and they like sort of come back to life or to come find him again to try and make him happy again. And but now he's a serious businessman and he can't have stuffed animals around and what are we gonna <laughs> do? And I'd say I it's, I'd say in that respect it's more like hook. Oh right? yeah, like, I would say hook okay. is that right in that same thing. I was thinking like Mr. Yeah. Banks. That's a like good that comparison. Was, uh, yes, yeah, I totally get that. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, that 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 actually hook is a really good thing because it is it mo it's mostly dour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with just yes. like little characters running around in like a overcast, rainy London, serious like job. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of like business, 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 and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's, I think Ray. I think you could look at that. Like you probably don't need to go mm-hmm. see it, but yeah. but you could look at that and see this movie, Blood and Honey, as made in response to that. Like Christopher Robin, <laughs> that would be a grows great up at, film fest. Play yes. those back to back. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. So, well, having seen Christopher Robin, do you have faith that Disney could keep something decent going? Or do you think that going public domain, letting other people have their shot at the property in, is a better move? Oh, I think I think, I think uh, competition breeds innovation. I mean, like the, I think that's great. How many Sherlock Holmes have we had? You know, like <laughs> yeah, you know, right? Not it's, enough, sir. Right? No, Never enough. Like, it, there's this whole thing of like Warner Brothers gets shoes. Like, who is Superman right now? No one knows. But yeah. at the same time, if Superman was public domain, then we could be having all sorts of different interpretations of it too. So I mean, like mm-hmm. that's that's what's that's what's fun about this. I think that's it. I think I, I think these characters dropping into public domain will largely make Disney less interested in them and might actually, uh, who who knows, force a little bit of more creative competition in the space. And yeah. I think that is a I think that's an interesting thing. Ray brought up a good point, though, too. That, and I'm going to see how to test your knowledge, Pete. I feel that's like in the idea. in like the late 90s, there was a period where because there was a drought of characters 
all the studios turned to the public domain to see what they could have. And that's why I feel like that's where League of Story Gentlemen came from. And there was all these Tarzan reboots. There was like, everybody went, oh, I don't want to pay any creators yeah. anymore. And they all turned to see like what characters were old, Dracula, what characters were yeah. old enough that they actually had in the public domain and they could use. And that we got a slew of projects that none of them which were very good, if I remember. I... My misremembering, yeah, probably, right. or is yeah, it just like a right. weird, No, a I weird no, I think you're right. And there were these like League of Extraordinary, Extraordinary Gentlemen is like the the like the peak that I the, yeah. that you bring up because obviously, it was like obviously, I know it's a comic book. I know it's written by it's, Alan Moore, yes. but he was using yeah. characters that were specifically public domain that were in so the public that he domain. could do that. Yeah, so I think that's really interesting. But I but I think that is exactly why we're not going to see the same kind of thing. Like I okay. think they're going to be shooting for original IP because their characters are dropping into public domain because there's less utility in them for the profitability. They don't own them. They can't own the entire market spectrum of an individual character anymore, right? right? And and so I think that's the that's the thing that might uh, satisfy. Zaslav, for example, like Zaslav's <laughs> law is own everything, make it profitable, and you know efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. So, hey Pete, uh, can we talk about trailers? I would love to talk about trailers. All right, I didn't, I didn't get the A twenty four. Oh, no. wait, the A24 was first anyway. I know, and, <laughs> and, and also rated R, which does not <laughs> yeah. make it, doesn't Ray have the trifecta? Uh, well, you like, know. What are you doing? Not everybody like, can be You forgot how good. to play the game. You forgot how to play the I game. I did. I'm, <laughs> I should have waited, uh, you know, but I didn't want to be too much of a jerk. So, you know, I just submitted my trailer when I did. But I am so I'm so glad about this trailer. I'm so glad it exists. Please, yes. what are we doing? So my trailer is for the movie Pearl, which is a prequel to a movie that came out earlier this year, X, the horror movie, uh, written and directed by Ty West. Make me the biggest star the world has ever known, so that I'll make it far, far away from this place. Now, caring for your family during these times is admirable, but you only get one take at this life. If only they would just die. Pardon? Nothing. Peter! I want to be special. Dancing up on the screen like the pretty girls in the pictures. I, I will not let you leave this farm again. With me. Rumor has it they only take one gal per town. We're looking for someone with X Factor. It has to be me. How about a film nobody else has seen? Is it legal? It will be eventually. Oh, I'm, I'm aware uh, of it, the, but I have not seen it. The, okay. The porn, the yes. porn uh, uh, shoot. Porn yeah. Porn. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. This so, is the prequel to that. Yes. So uh, that movie uh, really made an impact on the horror genre, I think I could say. And I think it's tremendous that the prequel is coming out the same year that X is coming out. I mean, both were shot back to back. But the fact that X came out earlier this year and Pearl is coming out this month uh, just 
kind of blows my mind because I'm thinking about other movies that were shot back to back, you know, on the next real main show, you guys are talking about back to the future, back to the future mm-hmm. two and three were shot back to back, but they didn't come out, you know, this close together. Um, I'm really excited about this. Pearl tells the story of the old woman that you see in the movie X, uh, who was also, if you didn't know, if you saw the movie X was portrayed by Mia Goth, who p- portrayed one of the younger characters in X. And this tells her story, the old woman's story. Uh, I am really excited about this, this trailer. I'm really excited to go see this movie. Ty West with X. It's at the same time, it's such a callback to earlier horror movies and such a, a, a new kind of thing. But um, it's such a callback to films like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it's, it's doing new things. It was just such a good movie to me. It was one of the best movies of the year to me. Uh, I think second uh, to everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, but yes. um, what did you guys think of this trailer? I didn't know what I was watching when I <laughs> when I started playing it. And so okay. I'm not going to admit how long, but there was a, a period of the trailer where I thought this was a biopic for Minnie Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> How d I don't feel I don't feel great about it, but you have to admit, like thinking about that now, the opening part of this trailer could really be her youth. Like she wants to be <laughs> so famous, she wants to be known. Putting on the hat. <laughs> yes, that's what I wanted. That's what I expected. Uh, in all seriousness, I think it looks. I, I think it looks terrific. It looks absolutely diabolically oh, sociopathic. Yeah. Like I, it is. It looks very, very dark. And um, because I love horror movies now, it seems like it's right up my alley. I think it's. I think it's. It, it looks like. Like you said, that whole Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe, that grounded kind of Midwestern home style horror is uh, it's it's gritty. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I was I was amazed that like that uh, I was thought then it came out like, oh, it's a prequel thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, like they announcing that it's going to be like they're they want they want to make that movie. Mm -hmm. And then like all of a sudden the trailer came out. I'm like, wait. The other one like just hit Blu-ray. Like that movie's like <laughs> six months old, and they're right, already yeah. they, they've already shot it. Like it's ready to go. Like that was that blew my mind that they were so confident that they did it because we've seen major studios with major releases who are like mm, eh, three or four years, then you'll get another one. And it's like these guys are like, nope, you're gonna or, love it. Here's the next one. You're gonna love this one too. Or Warner Brothers, you'll never get this. That's right. <laughs> uh, actually, it reminded me like, the, and this is where I I, I I dropped some film lore too because I remember uh, there was a two movies that that were shot back to back that had nothing to do with each other except that they were all made by the same people and that was Smoke and Blue in the Face. They mm, both yeah. came out at the same time. I actually remember seeing I actually saw them back to back like a little you know film festival thing and that was fascinating to see same filmmakers, same actors do two completely different stories that they basically shot at the same time yeah. and unrelated. It wasn't even like a Tarantino thing where they're like interrelated, like, nope, totally different stories, same sets or almost same uh, location. Uh, so it's, it's, it's fun to see when they let filmmakers, they give, they have enough confidence that they just like, yeah. you know what? We liked what you did so much. Do that again. We, j- we know like, we believe in you. We the, go ahead, do it. Yeah. And you know what? When X came out and it, uh, Mia Goth in that movie completely sold me on her ability to, as an actor, lead a movie and seeing what Pearl is just, I am all in on this and I cannot wait to see it. 
Yeah. When does it come out? It comes out in theaters the 16th of September. Man. Can't believe it. All right. Keep that X universe rolling. Right? Uh, all right. What do, you, what do you got, Kyle? All right. Yeah. We're shifting gears dramatically. Uh, <laughs> yes. Even though. Are even we, though, though think, really uh, that much? <laughs> well, kind of. Uh, <laughs> even though I, I can guarantee you that Ray will be front row center at both of these. Uh, they drop because my trailer, eh, it's a little bit weird. Put it in. I'm tired of people thinking I'm some kind of joke. Your dad and I agreed it would be best if you just stop being who you are and doing the things you love. My whole life, all I wanted. I'm afraid we found your son at a polka party. Just to make up new words to a song that already exists. Oh, well, you should do that then. Who my little hungry one? Hungry one, open up a package of my banana. Dude, I've got chills. Every once in a great while, I can spot a talent that I know is the future of music. But first, we gotta find you a stage name. Al Yankovic. It's long, it's hard to pronounce. So I'm just gonna throw this out there. Weird Al Yankovic. I love it. Weird Al has taken the world by storm. Do I know you? Madonna, I was wondering if you were going to do a parody of my song, Like a Virgin. I'm curious, is that song autobiographical? Yes. <laughs> Except for the fact that I've had a lot of sex. Name me one creative genius that doesn't have a checkered past involving alcohol. That's the medicine. And drugs. I think Madonna's a bad influence on you. What? No offense. I'm a train wreck. My parents wrote me off. I pushed away my band. You're all just a bunch of normals. I'm the weird one. You gotta take care of yourself. I saw in you something special. An artist with something to give to the world. In front of all the billions of people watching around the world right now, all I want to say is be as weird as you want to be. You will never find true happiness until you can truly accept who you are. Thank you. Oh, Al, you can't smoke in here. <laughs> I totally deserve that. So way back in like the the when Funnier Die was still a thing, uh, they put out a a funny trailer where they had Aaron Paul, who was still at the time on Breaking Bad, uh, mm. as uh, like basically they were doing a trailer for the Weird Al movie as if it was a gritty rock biopic where he was you know you know shirtless and drunk <laughs> and he was like yeah and you know like that he was call me weird and all stuff and it was star studded even Weird Al was in it and it was really funny. it blew up on the internet at the time and so and so then. It was just like, aha, that was fun. And then it sort of like never really went away. And suddenly they, they sort of took that idea and expanded out. And now we have an actual full movie of 
the Weird Al story, which is not the Weird Al story at all. Like it's not like if you ever watched <laughs> behind the music or anything, you'll know. It basically, his his joke is the worst thing that ever happened to me was one of my albums went gold instead of platinum. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he just like regular guy who just sort of went about his life. Uh, but this is a completely ridiculous parody of biopics and just the fact that he like he's dating Madonna in part of it. I mean, yeah. And there's a couple things to love about this one, Daniel Radcliffe, every choice this dude makes, it makes me more excited. I love where his career is going and where he's at in his life. Uh, The fact that weird Al is singing, all of the songs they they yes. like they like they just they didn't yeah. have, they didn't try and cover it like he and and he's in the movie. I can't wait to see sort of who else is going to show up and what spin they're going to put on. Uh, yeah, and if anything needs to be parodied, you know, after Dewey Cox, uh, you know, walk hard <laughs> and everybody forgot about that. It's the rock biopic, and I can't wait to see this. What did you guys think, dude? I am all about Weird Al. Weird Al has been my hero since I was 11 years old. And seeing this come out is just a dream. You know, I'm not kidding. It's a dream. This trailer was awesome. Uh, And to be honest, all I could think of, you know, you said the the worst thing that ever happened to Weird Al was, you know, I had an album go gold. And that reminds me of whenever VH1 Behind the Music did an episode. That's where that joke comes from. And like VH1 Behind the Music, they're talking about like, oh, Motley Crue, you know, Nikki Six died and then came Mm -hmm. back to life 16 minutes later. or This band was on drugs or whatever. And then. Weird Al is like, why do you guys want to do an episode on me? (laughs) (laughs) All I did was, you know, go without an album for three years. But yeah, I mean, I cannot wait for this. I I cannot wait. Daniel Radcliffe was an interesting choice, but, you know, darn it if I'm not completely invested in his performance. Yeah. Uh, Pete? Totally. Oh, yeah. I uh, So, a couple of things. One, Evan Rachel Wood is a, a phenomenally talented musician in addition to being um, being an actor. Yes. And she does a fit. She has long <laughs> been known for her epic Madonna impression. Like, she's been able to, <laughs> to do Madonna for years and years and is kind of known for it. So, the fact that they actually cast her as Madonna is yes. alpha level. Like, that is yeah. really, really great. Yes. Uh, I, I, even if you are just subtly swayed by the fact that this is not a joke, like this is not a prank. Mm -hmm. Just get to the last scene where Weird Al, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, is smoking a cigarette and Will Forte says, you can't smoke in here. And (laughs) Al puts the cigarette out in Will Forte's palm of his hand. (laughs) That is such a fantastic power move. I love it so much. I was dying. The saddest part about this trailer is I don't know what it will take for me to see this movie. It's a Roku channel original. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I struggle with that. I think it's going to be a while before I see this movie. It's going to have to be going to have to be a little bit broader. You know I hope it, it is incredibly, incredibly popular because I'd like to see it elsewhere. You know, that said, uh, I got to thinking Shout Factory, who does a lot of um, yeah. mm-hmm. Blu-ray and DVD releases. Um, yep, yep. They have done in in past years a lot of Weird Al stuff, uh, his film UHF, the Weird Al show on DVD, as well as uh, a very little known program he did in 1985 called The Complete Al that mm-hmm. they recently released on DVD. So they've been working closely with him. I can only imagine that 
you know, they might have the digital and physical video release rights for this movie. I mean, I'm just guessing here, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they came out with some kind of extras yeah. heavy release for this yeah. movie. From the minimal great. research that I had done, like uh, basically it, you don't have to own a Roku in order to see this. Like yeah. they're trying to like, yeah, shout, like yeah, shout they, they want to be a think. channel like shout TV. Like they're want to have, they want to be their own streaming service. I believe you can just get the app on your Apple TV and then you can watch it through that. Yeah. And I, I wonder, is it, does Roku have a channel yet? Like you can j subscribe to the Roku channel on Amazon or I Apple TV? So, or, I believe so. And I think that's what this yeah. is coming through. Okay. And I wouldn't that's be good, surprised then. if they had some kind of free trial offer, but don't quote me on that. I, I haven't right. looked into it yet. But even so, even if it's like yeah. $8 for the month, sold. Yeah. Pay for it. Pay for yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, and Roku is home to all those classic Quibi. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Properties. Quitty Corner. Never die. Can I go now? Yes, do. go. Um, so I have a I also have a trailer. Um, and my trailer is, I think, probably the most sort of sober of all the trailers that have been picked yeah. uh, this fine this fine day. And mostly it's because, well, I'll just tell you, it's the English. It's the English. Let's go be English. My son, he is dead. And up on Powder River, there is a man trying to forget that he ever existed. So I'm going to go up there to remind him. Don't expect me to care for one boy. Help me, please. Can you shoot? If I have to. Oh, you'll have to. My people lived here over 2,000 years. White folk come like locusts, hopping over each other's back to steal land. I just need a few acres. Revenge. You ain't the only one. Looking for David Melmond. Ain't exactly looking to be found, ma'am. The woman you're traveling with. Maybe it's best for you to see the world as it really is. Us. Them. I got a knack for survival. Nice country. You're gonna win. You can't fight fair. You wanna have some fun? I am in... Uh, I think Emily Blunt has made the transition to me uh, across the transom of being a name that I will just watch. I will just watch when Emily Blunt does a thing now. And I think that might have happened back for uh, back around the edge of tomorrow. But uh, yeah. certainly, yeah. Uh, you know, she. I find it difficult to find choices that she makes that are questionable. And this looks like just a, a wonderful uh, Western. Follows a woman as she seeks revenge on the man she sees as responsible for the death of her son. Uh, she partners with a Native American and they uh, uh, they go about uh, their ways of, you know, rending violence across the countryside. Uh, it just looks dirty and gritty, and it is a series. Uh, oh, that, okay. Uh, yeah, it is a series. Uh, Emily Blunt, along with um, uh, Chask Spencer, Stephen Ray, uh, uh, Kieran Hands, Rafe Spall, Tom Hughes, like Toby Jones, our man Toby Jones. Yes. Yeah. I guess you guys uh, have been talking a lot about him in the Marvel movie. Oh, so much. So much Toby Jones. 
He's just in it for the science, y'all. He's just <laughs> in it for the science. So I, I think this looks like a, a potentially a fantastic uh, episodic Western, and we don't have a lot of those right now. So I'm curious what you think. Very interesting uh, premise here. I mean, specifically because I, I really didn't think the Western genre was something that was going to be popular enough to be made these days. But, uh, you know, I'm wrong, apparently. But <laughs> well, I, we'll I, see. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Uh, Emily, Emily Blunt, like you said, uh, anything that she's in, I'm definitely willing to take a chance in watching it because she is really a, a great actress and she really hasn't been in that many things and nothing that I can think of off the top of my head that has been that bad. Well, Gulliver's Travels, but that wasn't her fault. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you just said there's a di if there's a shiv to, to stick in the, the gut and, and, of, and she's she's more than willing to go, look, contractual obligations, yeah. people. What are you going <laughs> right. to do? Like, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it's it interesting to me as I was watching it uh, that it was it was the English. So what my assumption was, was that she would be playing the English, like the English woman. <laughs> but as it went along and they kept showing more people, I'm like. Every one of these actors is British, and they're all doing American accents. American like, Western accents. I know, yeah. it's, it's an American Western. Are there any Americans in it? <laughs> 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 Which is fine. I mean, like, and, you know, that, once again, the Western is a genre. So, you know, the, you know, the Italians have made some fantastic Western. The, 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 I mean, the Koreans have made some fantastic Western. Uh, it's it's sure. not belonged to America. But it was just so weird. It's called the English. No one's playing English. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. For sure. So I, 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 I think I think the English is a term that they use for it. it's kind of like the Amish, you know, say the English like that's I think that's the idea. Like, oh, I like white that people too because it's actually yeah, it's a white people thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, right. right. Yeah, and but, he has that whole bit like we've been here for two thousand years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, but what a cast. Yeah, I mean, just to just to see them sort of strut yeah. around doing it. So yeah, and, like, and once again, Emily Blunt is like as, as, as much as yes, I, I took that was a cheap shot, but she is on a hot streak right now. Yeah, like everything she's doing right now, she is delivering fantastic performances in everything she does. So man, well, and she is rolling. she is proving herself again and again as quite a physical actress, like True. capable of incredible, like wonderful performances, believable performances in an action context. Yes. And I think that's really great. And this is yet another like example of of you know how to, how can we test that and stretch you know feel like she's being stretched in a new way. Um, this is also, I think kind of an auteur piece, right? Because it's written and directed. It's a series, six, I think it's six uh, episodes, uh, written and directed by Hugo Black, uh, Blick, Hugo Blick. Uh, and so uh, we'll, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what, because a lot of these things, you know, they different directors come in mm -hmm. and out um, of these, you know, limited series. So I, this is one I'm interested to see uh, how it, it shakes out as a, a piece. Is it worth, watching six hours for well, you know, uh, something, a miniseries film. After the movie Prey, you know, this might be a great time for something about the Native American people. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Emily Blunt, Jack Spencer, Prime Video. Uh, looks like the first episode drops November 11th, 2022. Rock that is Look, the Looking down into the future, I feel like there is a major character for... Emily Blunt somewhere. She's going to she's going to find a John Wick at some point. 
Yeah. Like yeah, she missed so out on she missed out on Laura Croft. She missed out on Black Widow, but like maybe even not even like an existing character that she's gonna become, but like there's something out there where she's gonna hit and, and everybody's gonna be like, Emily Blunt is whatever that is. Yeah. The there's always the hope that she'll be the invisible woman, but who knows? Yeah, even that but she's invisible. <laughs> no one will even see her, Ray. Like, eh, you know, of the Fantastic Four, she's always going to be fourth. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's do a quick game. <gasps> uh, Kyle, you got a new job. I did. Uh, yeah, and you're you want to? Can you? Will you tell people what you do for your day job? Sure, I am working for a wonderful company called Twink Toys. Twink.com. Yes. Uh, they're, they're, what they're attempting to do is pick up where Think Geek left off. If you remember Think Geek before oh, it got yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. bought by uh, GameStop and then destroyed. Uh, yeah. So like that's the idea. Is like they want to be the central location for all the cool geeky stuff that you can buy. So your Funkos and and your uh, action figures and costumes and all that kind of stuff. They 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 uh, are a one stop shop. They that's the hope uh, to be for them. And they've been. They, they hired me, uh, and they've been super cool every time. So um, if if you like my voice but want to know what the beard is looking like these days, find <laughs> us over on TikTok because there's a whole lot of me on their TikTok feed right now. So, so much Kyle on there There is TikTok. a lot. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I was sharing responsibilities, and then uh, then the other lady, uh, she had other – she got reassigned to do some other stuff for the time being. So you're going to see a lot of me <laughs> <laughs> is that a bad thing? Well, I, I don't think so. It, it depends on how you feel about the the, the hysteric face. I am very excited about that, and it gets every time I think about it. I think about one of my favorite uh, tours of movie dumb that was brought to us by Rob Cabosco. That, of course, is Rob's movie merch madness game. Oh yeah, uh, oh, in, no. <laughs> in which Rob lists movie uh, tie-ins, toys, uh, and, and propaganda, and you have to say which one you think is fake. Okay. And uh, so close your browsers, no cheating, mm-hmm. no no looking. This is a cooperative game, uh, which I think makes it harder. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to have four brief rounds, and each round is just one thing. So it's really maybe one round of four tries. Okay. Uh, because it turns out there are so many, so, so many. many movie props and tie-ins no. that you can get. Legit, it's amazing. So we're going to start with uh we'll start at the very beginning right. round one letters to et <laughs> this delightful 1983 book collects real letters written to steven spielberg's extraterrestrial itself praising its joyful spirit and hope for peace letters to et a mm. book how about the c-3po tape dispenser Your favorite golden boy sits astride this standard 3M tape roll as if on a recumbent bike, offering you just the right string of sticky stuff from right between its legs. Hmm? Anything yet? Pretty excited about that one. How about, how about, do you love rats? Do you love the movie Rats Night of Terror? Then why not play it on your ColecoVision? Worst video game tie-in ever? And how about 300 leather briefs? For just $95, you could have all you need to go peak Spartan. These leather briefs are designed to complement any washboard stomach. <laughs> Letters to ET, okay. C3PO so, sexy tape so dispenser. One of these is a Pete Wright original. 
One of these is false. Okay. Uh, I, I happen to know the first two are real, Ray. <laughs> uh, well, I'm almost Crap. certain I've seen the C-3PO tape dispenser, yes. which yeah, is okay. kind of disturbing to see, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the it's it's rats or briefs that we're at now, yeah. I think. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I, I, don't, I don't remember, I guess uh, rats, I don't remember that name. I don't remember that movie as being a real movie. I assume it is, but I, I had not oh, heard it's, it Oh, it is a real it movie. Real yeah, movie. Yeah. It's a real movie, sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it, they did. Yeah, there was a time, you remember, there was a time where oh, yes, all I was thinking about movie Willard tie-ins. and Ben. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> the two of us need hurt no more. Yeah, you know, <laughs> as oh, popular I, as I wish you watched live stream. I almost was. got a spit take because suddenly, <laughs> suddenly Pete realized that I was yes, I was quoting the song, <laughs> the love song to a rat, sung by a young Michael Jackson. Oh my! You know, as popular think? as Three Hundred was, I, I would not be surprised if that was a real thing. I'm really oh, okay. leaning towards the rats, but yeah? uh, okay. I defer. I defer to your good judgment because mm. you definitely would know more about this than I would. Yeah, and I, mean, I I would assume because because it was a Warner Brothers movie that there would be a ton of merchandising tie-in for Three Hundred and stuff too. I don't know if the official. I know they had costumes, and there wasn't a whole lot to costume. So uh, see this. So yeah, if, if if your instinct says rats, then I say embrace the rats. So yes, we think that the rats are the fake product in this thing. You are absolutely right. Rats Yay! is fake. I have lost. I have lost. <laughs> Let's see. How will I do round? Too. You don't challenge. I move the power into of the a bit of a a bit of a food bender here. So Ooh. now we're we're going to transition into food related movie tie in products. Okay, and I'll start with the Thing Burger. <laughs> Denny's take on the Fantastic Four from 2015 might just taste better than the film on which it was based. Get ready for that distinctive orange thing sauce. The Thing Burger. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pies, your favorite vanilla pudding power fresh from the sewers targeting your mouth. That's Gross. a real thing. I have seen those. <laughs> Damn it. Jurassic Park Dung Bars. These oat and chocolate chip nut bars are modeled after tasty, a hearty triceratops movement. Roll up your sleeves and start snacking. And of course, Shrek Chop. Adorn your fries with blasting green or fiery red Shrek tie-in ketchup. Yeah, that that's real as well. Um, I think it's I think it's the Jurassic Park one because I think we, <laughs> as, as obscure as this, I think that the thing burger, like, because you know, I say if you had, if you had said like McDonald's or something, I would have been like, yeah. But when you said Denny's, I'm like, oh no, Denny's would absolutely do that. <laughs> like Denny's did it, and not only attention that, at all. <laughs> you're, no, you're absolutely right, and it looks it's it's got like the the it's I think it's like covered with the bun is covered with cracked cinnamon sugar, and yeah. so oh. it looks like they, and it is orange like snack a sauce uh, of questionable origin but denny's is also this one i didn't actually use this is the uh they had the entire hobbit middle earth menu that okay. was essentially second, second breakfast, breakfast. Yeah. yeah it was second breakfast and so it was just this massive pile of food that looked like and it looks exactly the same as the thing burger everything is <laughs> the same it's like orange sauce well but with eggs they had a lot so, of it because uh, for some reason the yeah. thing burger didn't take off as much as they <laughs> right, to, so. right. 
how about this uh, round three? However, I, however, you're you're writing on the uh, get your hands in this or whatever for the dress work one is pretty good. Thank you. Dig in. I appreciate that. <laughs> very, very Roll nice. up your sleeves and dig nice. into this dung bar. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> McDonald's naughty green pork burger, red and blue buns. What do you think of? Wait for it. Wait for it. Nothing. It's Angry Birds. That's right. It's the Angry Birds McDonald's burger tie-in. That's one. Uh, how about this? Sex in the City Juice Bar as a tie-in for the latest or for the Shut first up. Sex in the City film. These pop-up stands appeared across Midwestern cities, dressing up downtown with a taste of Manhattan. The catch. All of the juice orders were served in cute little wine bottles. What a great way to get kids to drink fruit. <laughs> number, number three. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the character name. And then let's completely lost it. I believe you I think you have to refer to him as yeah. Senator Jar Jar Binks. Senator, Senator Jar Jar Binks. That title tongue, from that forward. Tongue lollipop. The Jar Jar Binks tongue lollipop. <laughs> Open yeah. wide, Jar Jar. I want to suck your tongue. That's right. When Jar Jar opens his mouth on this licking stick, his candy tongue, tongue is revealed for your satisfaction. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks tongue lollipop. And if Jar Jar's tongue isn't enough, you should check out the Daniel Craig 007 Popsicle. Remember that one time James Bond came out of the water all shirtless and wet? Now you can have that in your mouth mini style. <laughs> These naked Craig sucking pops tied right into Casino Royale. <laughs> <laughs> I want I, them all in my mouth, Pete. <laughs> I, I know I know for a fact that the Jar Jar tongue is real because I yeah. distinctly remember that yeah. particular product. Me too. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the McDonald's one is also real. Uh, it's uh, so I'm thinking that it's the 007 one because yes. James Bond is they're they're not great with the merchandising. So I'm, I'm thinking, thinking that as well. The James Bond one is the is the Pete Wright original. All right, put one on the board for Pete. Ooh. That's right. It is a Del Monte Daniel Craig 007 shirtless naked popsicle. Wow, <laughs> you can suck it. Was the right. juice one? Was the fake one? <laughs> the ju it was the Sex in the City juice bar. Really? That yeah. is surprising. Yeah. That, uh, hey, nice. kudos to you well because done. you did a great Thank job you. of selling that, sir. Yeah. Thank you very, very much. Uh, the last one actually has um, it actually has a bonus extra. So you're Ooh. picking one out of five. Ooh, uh, right. And I think okay. you'll know why. I think you'll know why when I get to it. Yeah. Um, Interested in a taste of toys and racism? You should get the Django Unchained action figures. That's right, Schultz, Candy, and Steven. You could put them on your collector's shelf. Uh, so, the Django Unchained race, racist action figures. Uh, how about the Star Wars Dark Vader bun? This phantom menace tie-in came from French restaurant Quick and boasts a deliciously black bun. Mmm. Mm. Okay. Napoleon Dynamite Dunkers. These mix em up dipping sticks from Duncan in the Donuts days attempted to pair the auteur film with pastries and coffee. Hmm. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, naturally fruit flavored cereal. Awesome. The problem? The Crunchies boasted multicolored sprinkles that were sadly mostly green. <laughs> and 
our bonus selection. Step up the original dance <laughs> workout. You might not be Tatum. You might not even be a Cabasco, but you can get fit like them with this smoking hot DVD workout. So Did we have DVD the DVD workout with the DVD workout, mm. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, naturally fruit flavored cereal, mm -hmm. Napoleon Dynamite Dunkers, the Star Wars Dark Vader bun and racist action figures, Django Unchained. Well, the first two I know are, are actual real things. Um, <laughs> I think it's the Napoleon Dynamite, because I don't think Napoleon yeah. Dynamite got any merchandise, like, tie-in stuff at all until, like, much later. And I don't think that they would do a, a food tie-in to it. Yeah, Napoleon that's just Dynamite. Do you, have any, do you have any other thoughts? No, that that's the one I was questioning the most, too. Yeah, You're absolutely right. I ah. failed. I failed on the last round. Dynamite Dunkers, I thought, was such a perfect use of alliteration for Dunkin' Donuts. You know what? Yeah. It would that, be, too. Uh, that's the, it that's almost, the, you know, the step-up yeah. thing I thought you might have put there just, just for the fun thing. When yeah, you said it was a DVD thing, I'm like, oh, were they still making DVDs for workout stuff at that point, or was it just online? But then, Dude, they're always making DVD workout stuff. So. I suppose. So there we go. I, I got one point got, on the board. I feel pretty good about that. It's that Sex in the City juice bar. Look dude, for it in non-New York City cities. Regardless, dude, you should feel proud of yourself because those were really, <laughs> those were really good. Yes. <laughs> that was, that was well, really good. thank you. Thank you. My my favorite is the Jar Jar Binks lollipop tongue yeah. lollipop. It's so gross. Like yes, his head, really his head when opens. So when you show, put his tongue, Google that and see in it. your mouth, <laughs> and then he's the, eating your face yeah. too. Yes. Like it's the worst uh, thing I've ever I, seen. See, I'm going to be life. going on to find to see that uh, the 007 bar because I really want to see what that thing looks like. George That's really went thing. all in on Jar Jar. Man, he really yeah, did. Yeah, he really did. He sure did. Uh, and I stand by. I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to share direct all your you. hate mail to George Lucas and leave Ahmed best alone because he was just a guy doing a job. He was just ah, poor a guy. guy. Yeah. Poor uh, guy. Please check the please check the chat of Sherman. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. It's so much more anatomical than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. No, it's I really a legit. It's going to be like like the Deadpool bar where it's just like in the shape. Yeah. But no, it's like. Yeah. OK. It's yeah. sculpted. OK. Why did yep. they? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That about blew that, my mind, the, dude. Yeah, that's the that's that's the one. It's it's bad news. Okay. Hey, Oof. let's do our lists. Yes. Yeah, I not. Okay. So the list. Uh, the way we're approaching the list. Um, I, I'm curious how you approach the list. Okay. I, last week's uh, crew gave us uh, movies, kids' movies that we are secretly a fan of. Yeah. Right. Kids movies that we secretly like as an adult. So the kids put the movies on and suddenly you are you you might say grumble, grumble kids movie. But, mm -hmm. oh, I would watch that whole thing a thousand times. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I approached it. And I have kids that have now outgrown a lot of the, the kiddest movies. And I found on reflection, I miss this list of movies. These are the movies mm -hmm. that I miss them wanting to watch all the time. Mm -hmm. Any any guidance on how you approach these this list? You know, the only thing I can say is when when I first heard about this list, I initially thought cartoons and I was a little uh, trepidatious. I feel like I've said that word a lot, this podcast, but <laughs> uh, and then I realized that doesn't necessarily just mean cartoons. And then I realized there was a whole other world open to me. I took it in a slightly different way because. I, I sort of I, I reject the premise a little bit because I have never been secret about one watching kids movies. Yeah. Like I, fair I, enough. I, I yeah, 
I don't believe in guilty pleasures. Like basically, it's pleasure. Just let the people know it's pleasure or not. Agree. You know, like, I mean, I, yes. Like, I stand. I stand in front of people and say I like Power Rangers, even though I'm a grown man. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know. Yes. You just, it's, I mean, we spent like. about like twenty minutes like. together talking about our love of Star Trek cartoons. Right. So, yes. Exactly. So like, so it's like, okay. Guilty pleasures. But anyway, no. So, but but I don't. But I didn't want to like. I didn't want to rain on the parade. So, so what I, I sort of interpreted as. Movies that hit me differently as a parent, as I was watching mm-hmm. with my kids. So I had like a, okay, multiple okay. things I looked at that I was like, oh, like not even these, these aren't ones that like I like this is I was a kid and I really like this. Now I'm going to show it to you. Like, I, like, mm-hmm. like the Peter Pan thing that I talked about before. Uh, these are ones that like were new and I watched with the kids and it like, oh, they're having a different experience than I am. So that's mm-hmm. that's sort of the the premise that I took under. So, you know, yeah, well, my, I and I, I would go with that. I. I I, I absolutely agree with all of everything that you just said. I think for me, I just needed something that would keep me from picking the A-list family movies, right? right. Like, there is no Toy Story on my list. Okay. And yet I th- still think my entire list is arguably of the same caliber because I love them. Yeah, so, I, I, I do have, I have one A-lister on, on my list, yeah. too, just because there's that's something yeah. that you know, is, is, uh, is emotionally connected to me. So I feel yeah. some steals coming. Then we'll get to that because I I do Ray too. is the first one Ray, to start us off. What do you got? Well, uh, since you guys are mentioning A-listers, I feel like I ought to just change my order. So <laughs> I can mention my one A-lister is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And uh, excellent choice. Because a couple of reasons. A, I love Bill Hader. I cannot yeah. get enough of Bill Hader. That dude is comedy gold, as far as I'm concerned. I watch his interviews yeah. on YouTube constantly. He was just a force to be reckoned with on Saturday Night Live, and then the movies mm-hmm, that he's true. done since. Cloudy with Barry. a Chance of Meatballs. Yes, Barry. That You know what? Jeez. I've not seen Barry. That's a show I need to see. Oh, but yeah, I, I'm... Totally. Yes. But Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is important to me because as, as a child, I, I grew up with the book that the movie is based on has nothing to do with the scientist that you see in the movie. But um, the, the, the book was very near and dear to me as a kid. And then the movie came out and I, I had to see it. And uh, even though it focused on Flint Lockwood, the scientist, which like I said, had nothing to do in the, in the book, I, I really loved it. Uh, Mr. T, Flint Lockwood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Just, yeah. uh, th- that movie has so much going for it. So much A-list talent, great writing, great animation. Bruce Campbell is in it. Oh, I mean, you can't really ask for more from a movie. Yeah, yeah, I could go on. It's on a great, it's a great, great, great movie. I, I think, actually, I I'm think, embarrassed uh, that it's not even on my list. Yeah, I, I think, I think it's, it's. I think if you if you look at sort of the grand scheme of of anime movies, I think that movie is a turning point because, like, okay, so I I have my issues with Shrek, but because basically the problem with Shrek is you could do it as a live action movie, like it yeah. really is set up just that that kind of way because it it really is very stagey and that kind of stuff, but. They like in a lot of movies because of that was popular, sort of went in, in that same vein. But then Cloudy Chance of Meeple was like it was a cartoon. They like yeah. embraced the fact that it was way over the time. I mean, like people bending in ways they couldn't, and and I mean it it embraced the fact that it was a ridiculous, silly cartoon, and it still had heart in it too. And I think 
Like if you sort of, you can see a couple of years later how everybody went, oh, and they went, we can do that again. And suddenly you get Hotel Transylvania and you get all these other ones that were yes. not afraid to be cartoons anymore because uh, they were yeah. so, everybody was so busy being, you know, serious trying to sort of chase totally. that DreamWorks thing uh, that, yeah, I think it's fantastic. So great choice to start off with, Ray. That, that means it goes to you. It does. All right. So uh, the, I'll, I'll get my A-list out of the way uh, as well. Uh, so uh, one of the uh, movies that uh, my daughter, uh, who now 14, uh, was obsessed with was Monsters Incorporated. So that's not my movie. pick. It's a great movie. I, I've watched it probably 400 times. So <laughs> <laughs> I really have no perspective on it anymore. Uh, so when the sequel came out, though, I was very excited because I'm like, oh, thank God. I get to see Mike and Sully do something other than what I've had to watch them do all this time. <laughs> and we watched right. Monsters University. Monsters yeah. University, I think, is an underrated gem in the Pixar thing because what I yeah. like about sort of the early Pixar things is if you break them down and, and you can even go and watch some of the behind the scenes stuff where they talk about this is they're about something. And so like it, at the heart, the, the base of Pixar is they were trying to teach young boys how to deal with their feelings. Mm. And so like if you, and if you look at the, any of the stuff that they came out with, like the sort of the core uh, films, they, they're all about that, that kind of thing. Like, so like Disney had the princesses and they were dealing with that, but like they had a very specific thing of like, let's talk about this kind of stuff. And so what I love about uh, Monsters University is it's a big Disney live act, you know, like, uh, animated fun thing about failure. <laughs> like they do not yeah. like like uh, I, Paul Dini uh, had a bit where he talked about like uh, he's like I got so tired of watching Pixar movies because it's like what like like what's yeah. your dream talking car oh I want to go up in a helicopter <laughs> well by the end of the movie by God he's gonna be in a helicopter and it's like this one is like I have a dream I want to do this thing yeah you can't. You're in a clip for it. You, the life is going to stack against you. You are never going to get to do that thing. And it's like, oh, my God, I've never seen an animated film go. Nope. Sometimes you don't get what you want. Sorry. Like, but sometimes then yeah. you find it's not that it's actually another to thing be the that you were supposed to be doing. Right. That's not yeah, the message. Yeah. It's like, no, it's work hard and sing a song and you get everything you want. No, not always. So that, that one always has a, a special place for me because I've never seen anything sort of deal with that uh, before yeah. too. And, and I think it's, it's some fantastic animation and some great performances. Nathan Fillion shows up in the cast and stuff too. And, and of course the, the Mike and Sully uh, back in, in action too. There's a lot of great performances in that one too, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things that just sort of people just kind of go mm. like underrated. They'll, yeah. gem they'll for sing sure. to those skies about toy story three, but like no monsters university yes. is like has got so much to it. Can I need to watch it? it again. I have to admit, I've watched it once, and that was not one that stuck in my house, and so we didn't get a chance for that important second viewing to yeah. kind of reflect on it. We just yeah. sort of moved on. Yeah, so I, my my I, kids I, feel the same way. Like, I have to watch it by myself. They don't, they're like, mm, yeah. you know, can we just watch yeah. the first right. one again? No. Um, so that goes to me, and sure. I would like to start with just seeing if you can put together the film if I read you some of the cast. Can ah. we try that? Yeah. Okay. Because sure. I, uh, this is a little experiment. It's a game with um, game. Ike Barinholtz. Is in this. Uh, Aquafina is in it. Stephen Kramer Glickman is in it. Danny Trejo is in it. Key and Peele are in it. Ty Burrell is in it. And here we get to some of the big ones Jennifer Aniston, Katie Crown, Kelsey Grammer. Anything yet? I haven't a clue. No. If you don't get it on this one, you're not going to get it. It's Andy Samberg. 
I as have no idea. Junior, the movie is Storks. Oh, I, okay. Uh, Storks. Adore this movie so much. <laughs> I adore it. I adore it. I adore it. I adore it. It is so fun and funny, and those voices are incredible together. Uh, there is a uh, Stephen Kramer uh, Glickman plays Pigeon Toady, and his his search. <laughs> For uh, for Andy Samberg and this missing baby, uh, sniffing the baby powder, baby powder, like uh, that is a that's a line we use in my house all the time to this day. <laughs> we haven't watched it as a family in in many years, but it just doesn't doesn't lose its its luster for us. The fact that Key and Peele play wolves called Alpha Wolf and Beta Wolf, <laughs> I think, is just too on the nose. It is fantastic, and I, we are all unabashed. Sandberg fans. Yeah. Uh, he's, sure, he is yeah. just a fantastic comic talent. He also, so also was in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yes. Yes, he yeah. was. He wasn't right. in the, uh, the, oh, the baby. The guy who was the baby. The yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yep. So love it. Love the just the the magic of it. The taking on this sort of family story uh, by really leaning hard on the the mythology of storks delivering babies. I thought was just <laughs> it, it was just fun. It was just super super fun. So we loved it. Great. I've humor never seen storks. it. My uh, my my daughter <gasps> tried to, my younger tried to get me to watch it a number of times, and I was like, mm, no. Ass. Oh, it's it's but lovely. Now maybe I'll, if, I, if I offer movie. it to her, maybe she'll be like, "Yeah, finally." <laughs> yeah. Well, pizza, so I definitely got to watch it now. Yeah, so. it's so fun. All right, that's mine. Storks, back to you, Ray. All right. Well, this is one I don't expect many people to pick, but I know Pete knows that I love this movie. <laughs> it is from 1948 from Disney. Um, it, it's kind of a musical anthology of sorts, and it is a film called Melody Time. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So uh, if you're unfamiliar with this movie, it is kind of... So in 1948, it's kind of like a contemporary... Um, they, they, they did a bunch of skits, basically, based on contemporary yeah. music in the day. Uh, you had people like Billie Holiday and stuff like that. And there are seven different segments in the movie. The two biggest ones tell the story of Johnny Appleseed. And there's another one on Pecos Bill. And I think there's one on, there's one on the Three Caballeros, which uh, Disney had released the year before, I think. But it's such a great movie musically. It's got the, the, the Flight of the Bumblebees. Yeah, the, the Flight uh, of the Bumblebee. Bumble Boogie. It was fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it's a movie that my mom randomly picked up for me when I was a kid, and I fell in love with it. Uh, it's just such Probably a great movie. Probably the big movie. white-cased VHS, right? Exactly, in the clamshell. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, before it goes back in the vault. Melody Time is my second pick. That's a great pick. Okay. Wow. That's a great pick. It's to- you're absolutely right. That is totally on brand for you. I, I <laughs> probably should have known that that would be coming up. <laughs> Uh, Kyle, back to you. All right. Uh, so switching away from uh, from uh, Disney, uh, we're going to the other the the competitors, uh, the the DreamWorks. Uh, so there's a movie that uh, we went and saw. You know, it's basically big movie coming out. Of course, we're gonna go see it, and you know, we bring the kids, and the kids are watching, and we're going along, and I'm like, hey, this, you know, this is pretty good. It's funny, it's silly, and everybody's having a good time, and everything too. And then uh, they they get to this this point in the movie where. 
I watched that. I don't want to spoil anything for the scene. Uh, but basically, the uh, the one of the characters uh, saves the other one, and basically they don't realize until the end as he's saving all of them that he's throwing everyone to safety and they realize that, Oh wait, if he's throwing all of us, he doesn't get to go. Uh, and so then it's like, you realize, Oh my God. And so like, it's like, we got to see that. I turn over my wife with tears in my eyes and see, she's crying as well. And the two of us, the kids are just like, Oh yeah, what's going on? The two of us are just bawling at the crudes. Okay. Oh, was that a steal? That's a steal. Such a, it's like, it's, it's like, it's one of these things that like, I'm just going along and having a good, it's like about the dad and not getting able to deal with his teenage daughter and stuff too. And it's like, oh yeah, this is kind of fun. And they get to this moment and I was like, and he blows the horn and I'm like, oh yeah, it, it like destroyed us. Like we even at this point, like when, when it's on, when the kids watch it again, so like Denise and I have to like step out, like, oh no, I yeah. can't, I can't, I just can't watch it again. <laughs> it really is. It's yeah. a dagger. It yeah. is a dagger. Uh, that is a great pick, and I can say that confidently because it was also one of mine. Okay. Uh, that is definitely a steal. Um, and it forces me into position of having to use my alternate pick that Ooh. hits me in very much the same way, but I would say is more of an A-list movie. Okay. And uh, but it was a massive surprise. To me, and I would say it is, it, it was a transformative kind of approach to a, a kids' movie, uh, and it comes from the team behind Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> I'm talking about Lord Miller's The Lego Movie. Oh, um, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, the Lego Movie uh, does the same thing at the end when it, yeah. you've we've gotten gotten this whole story with such subtle hints to what's really going on, and then that final scene where you actually get to see the 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 story on top of the story mm -hmm. um it it changes the way um it, it changes the way you look at toys right yeah. it changes the way you look at what can be manifested through imagination and i found it just a, a gut punch of like a joy and grief and as a father mm -hmm. totally changes the way i i interacted with with my kids as a result of this like it just really it, it was incredible. So, Lego movie. Yeah. Excellent choice. I love, love, love that movie. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, it. Back to you, Ray. You haven't? What? what? Oh, I've, yeah. I, I've only Ray. seen the Batman Lego movie. I've not seen oh, the Batman, Lego Lego Batman movie is a really good movie, too, but very much sillier. Uh, the Lego movie, yeah. actually, it, while it looks like the same kind of thing, it has a real, a secret heart, essentially, to it yes. that you don't really understand until you sort of go through it. So I, I highly recommend putting that up on your list, too. It's it's Absolutely. It surprised me. It really, I was just going in, oh, Lego movie, sure. And then, yeah. same thing, got to the point, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. we're in new territory here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's jarring. It yeah. is really jarring. Um, in a good way. So, yeah, in a good way. Um, actually, one of the Legos. Room. One of the Legos has a sledgehammer and just kills everybody else. It's, <laughs> don't worry, uh, child, childhood figures going mad. That's what it is. Okay, uh, so Ray, back to you. Okay, my final pick. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier. Initially, whenever I heard about this list, I was thinking animation, but then I realized eh, it's not necessarily animation that's being mm -hmm. called for here. So uh, I immediately thought of a movie that uh, was a favorite of mine growing up. Uh, stars uh, somebody who is in all the American Pie movies, <laughs> Thomas Ian Nicholas. 
And it's a movie called Rookie of the Year. Oh, wow. And it's about a kid who is a little league baseball player, and he ends up breaking his arm because he's not that good. And then as his arm is healing, his arm heals kind of weird to the point where whenever he moves his arm, he can throw a fastball like over 100 miles an hour. And because of that, he gets a spot playing for the Chicago Cubs and winds up taking them to the World Series. So that is a movie that I grew up with because I loved baseball growing up. I have such fond memories of going to baseball games. And this movie is just... You know, how I remember baseball growing up, you know, men with big mustaches and with big <laughs> globs of chew in their bottom. Is it Daniel lip. Stern in that movie? Daniel Stern, he, yeah. and he directed it as well. Oh, that's right. Oh, wow. So, um, it's not a perfect movie. I actually no. rewatched it this morning. Oh, and okay. it's, it's really not a perfect movie, but it does have some really um, fun sequences to it. Uh, that floating. really make you feel like it's Just yeah floating. yeah yeah corny as all yeah. get out but but i said that, that, that that uh, mother son thing not a lot of those movies out there especially yeah. at that time like yeah that's that, that movie's got some magic and you know that's I probably another reason that that movie reached out to me because i grew up with a single mother so yeah um yeah. great movie uh, well, maybe not a great movie, but great movie to me. I grew up with it. <laughs> yeah, it holds a special place in my heart, but it, it's yeah, a decent yeah. movie. It's a decent movie. Yeah. Awesome. Kyle. All right. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm also switching over to live action too, because, uh, you know, sometimes like uh, when you have the uh, kids and they want to watch something over and over and over again, you're kind of like, oh man, again with this. But this is one of those ones that like every time they would put it on. I would be like excited. Yeah, of course. And then the more I watched it, the better it got. Uh, and it's become, it has become a family favorite and it's night at the museum. That ah, movie is perennial. Okay. Like it just is good all the way through. It's I mean, like the whole, you know, story, like his, the character arc of like, I want to be an inventor and I can't, none of that stuff really matters. But like, everyone is having such a good time. They're all on the same page. It may be Sean Levy's best movie. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think he's, <laughs> he's really done anything as great as that. Um, it's written by two of my favorite screenwriters. Uh, like it's, it's just, it's just, I, I, I love, I love that movie top to tail. I think everybody in it was making the same movie. Uh, and yeah. then of course the crown jewel of that is Robin Williams. Of course. Uh, yeah, give, yeah. And giving another fantastic performance. Is, uh, I mean, it's just, it's, I, I, I can't say enough <laughs> great things about that. Like who, no, no matter who you are, sit down and watch night at the museum. You're going to have a good time. I, that is, uh, that movie, so in our house, like the lines, the whole, we celebrate the whole trilogy, sure. right? Um, and, uh, but when, uh, you know, anybody says, hey, anybody here, somebody in our house invariably screams, I have come back to life, <laughs> right? And, and it's, uh, it, it's just a classic. It's a classic, so quotable. It's really fun. Um, that's a great pick. Uh, I don't know. I feel like, um, I feel like my, Final pick is not what I would normally characterize as number one. I know it is a less beloved movie than either of the two that I've picked, and that's saying something since <laughs> guys uh, aren't, you know, since I, I guess Kyle hasn't even seen Storks. Um, but this is, it's live action. It's another movie with an, an incredible cast. Um, 
Richard Linklater is in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Judge is in it. Uh, Robert Patrick is in it. And Danny Trejo, again, is in it. Uh, <laughs> Cheech Marin and Terry Hatcher are oh. in it. A fantastic performance from Alan Cumming. Oh. And I haven't oh, even I gotten to kids. Antonio Banderas and Carla Gugino. That's right. It's Spy Kids. Yes! Uh, oh, God, I love that movie so much. It is one of those movies that I, like, I, my kids liked it for their reasons, for the fun and adventure reasons. I liked it because I, at, at that point, I was already a Robert Rodriguez fan, yeah. and uh, I was blown away by the exuberance of his filmmaking, right? Yeah. By just yeah, yeah. how incredibly innovative and excited he was yeah. about making crazy, crazy playtime stories yeah. that were just like he this is the the ultimate example of a yes and movie mm-hmm. like if i've ever seen one it is just it embraces every decision completely wholeheartedly and <laughs> we just a, around here love it we we love what it what it was and there was an age where we watched it a lot and it's been it's been a while. My kids are old now and I I really I mean in the in the auspices of this list I miss it. Yes. And yes. thinking about this list it 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 brought this one back. So. You know, when that movie you know, first It's no came planet out. terror. <laughs> <laughs> but then what is? <laughs> right. You know, Sorry, right. No, no, no. When you know when that movie first came out, I was fairly young myself. I was uh preteen going on teen i forget exactly what year that movie came out but i remember specifically being titillated by the line holy shit talky mushrooms <laughs> yes <laughs> totally that's another one we do all the time around here mostly when we're actually cutting shiitake mushrooms um it's it's great and and uh, alexa pena vega uh alexa yeah. pena i think at the time and daryl sabara the, mm-hmm. as the kids were great charming little people yeah. and they've and, uh, they've, they've tried to circle back to that a couple times and they've never yeah. really recaptured that same spirit never yeah aren't they coming out really with did. another like reboot so. of spy yeah. kids soon i don't know yeah i don't know does it's not it, does not it matter be like the original this was the one. one no yeah so uh so that's it that's our list and that gives us the uh the grand challenge of mm. coming up with a list for Next week. Now, who is on next week? I am. I know I am. To tell you that, so I might have to sort of. You are. You're. You're uh, double dipping here. Yeah, so we've so got I, you uh, and Tommy with ideas. I will just comment on the ones that you guys say. All right. Um, okay. I the. I I did have this this thought about uh, food movies mm. that celebrate uh, great food. Okay. Uh, so yeah. so ravenous and Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. So yeah. is, that, is that too Rabid. much in my head? Sorry about that. Yeah. Raw. But raw. <laughs> yeah, raw. Excellent. No, I, you know, one of the movies that was on my list of lists was Ratatouille. It's one of my oh. very, very favorite movies, and it is a great movie about food. But I also celebrate many. I mean, if you get a, somebody in a kitchen, I'm there for it. And uh, I think there are great movies about food. And all of our conversation about like uh, Daniel Craig's flavored uh, popsicles <laughs> and Jar Jar Brinks tongues got me thinking about movies and food. And I think it might be fun to, to have a list of great food, food related movies. But I that is just a suggestion. No, you know what? I am all for that. I think that sounds phenomenal. What about movies <laughs> you would want to have for dinner or something like that? Like 
a dinner party you'd want to go to or something. Okay, that's yeah, an interesting We're, concept. Keep thinking about that. I, yeah, I'm yeah. just, I just, I started thinking. I'm like, I'm like, it seems like the original thing, like, always steers towards the same kind of movies. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I can think of yeah. like five or six right off the top of my head. I'm like, oh, everybody's going to sort of go in that direction, or like, sort of just to expand the idea. Yes, or, please. Me, yeah. Empire Strikes Back has a really famous dinner scene. You know, like you could sure does. <laughs> or you, you know, know you could, uh, just sort of expand it out just to give options. Yeah. Or, you know, Pete brought up earlier Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. What about um, a a property (laughs) that went in a completely random direction? Okay. Like great, Mm. great movie, great series pivots or great franchise pivots. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I see a a cranky face. I'm trying to think of like, are there nine of those? You know, like. Yeah. Just an Mm. idea. Good question. I think I'm, yeah. I was I was trying to shut um, you down, Pete. I was just trying to like sort of widen. To be your honest, table. I I liked Pete's initial idea the best, personally about food, mm-hmm. movies to dine by. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That, that that's a great way to put it. I like that. Then you can do you can do your food. You yeah, can do your right. Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Yep. So but you better to, not because that be, would be cheating. Right. Right. Doesn't have All to right. be about movies that. to dine by. Awesome. That is next week. Um, Dine Hard on the show. Dine Hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the movies have nothing to do with food, but they must be presented in pun. That 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 was amazing. That was I love great. it so much. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. This was fun and exuberantly long uh, Saturday matinee. Sure. I hope you got all your dishes Sorry. done and the vacuuming this week, everybody. Thank you I so hope much your for listening. Was uh, free of a holes trying to cut you off. But mostly that it was long and encumbered, so you could get through the entire episode this That's week. Right. So, uh, thank you, everybody. Ray, what are you up to this week? Uh, you you got n- anything to plug? Not really. No. Pass. Okay. Pass. We're off season. Pass. Kyle, what's coming up? The new Curiosity Codex should be dropping here soon. So, uh, yes, uh, continuing nice. our discussion with Mandy Fabian and. Uh, uh, so right now, if you've been following along, uh, you can go to justplusnone.com and you can re- see the trailer, you can see the pictures, uh, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, if you're wanting to know all these things like I was, <laughs> what does the movie actually look like? And <laughs> what do these people look like? Uh, you now can see that out because the full trailer is up there. So you can check it out at your leisure. And then when we know where it's going to be, you can actually see the movie, then we will let you know. But right now, it's in that weird uh, mi- middle space, you know. Love it. I'm yeah. so glad the trailer is out. I, yeah. I have not even watched the trailer yet. I, yeah. I didn't even. This is it. This is the news. Is broken. So yeah. So like, I, in the, like I think about uh, two episodes from now, you get to hear me yeah. talk to her about having now having seen the trailer. <laughs> like we took yeah. the next episode that drops, you'll hear me. You'll hear her talking about making the trailer, but I hadn't seen it at that point. So that's coming down the line oh. too. And awesome, Pete. You awesome. and Andy are talking about some pretty cool stuff on the main show. Yeah, weird. Well, in, you're in this weird independent thing now with like these it's all, movies it, that yeah. no one really all knows little much movies. about. Little, yeah. little Some indie weird, movies. Some uh, weird <laughs> dark incest uh, movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what, that's what John Mulaney explained it to me. My opinions changed on Back to the Future oh, Part 2. Let me tell you that. I was okay. I, I fell in love with that movie because of hoverboards when yes, I was a kid. Sure. And, and hoverboards then, don't work on water. It turns out hoverboards say, you got to have power. <laughs> um, and so, uh, no, I uh, we're doing our giant franchises as we are doing as we are 
talking now, we're about to record our episode on Back to the Future Part Three. Mm. Uh, I'm having a ball with our franchises. Uh, mostly, the Paddington movies are fantastic. That's I the big lesson. That. I really have to oh watch those. Oh my god! Yeah, they're so 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 good. That's Capaldi, and, uh, right? Ben, Peter Capaldi. Ben Wishaw as yeah, he's in, he's he's in it. Oh, okay. uh, but Wishaw is the voice, and, okay. and he's just heartwarming, and it is a they're beautiful little movies. Part two is better. Brendan Gleeson has and a part big part in the great. second one, right? Oh. He sure does. They go to prison, and uh, it, it's just fantastic. So what Paddington can do in so, a prison, it, it'll change your worldview. So, like, so, so later on down in this in this series, you're going to be doing both of the Peter Rabbit movies. Is that that's that the impression I'm getting? <laughs> uh, no, it's not on the list. No? Stop talking. You're not. Quit. No, no, we're actually not. Uh, we're actually not. We've done our family, and now we're we're going it. So uh, all John Wick from here on out. Oh, okay. First, all right. So, Personally, yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to Slumber Party Massacre, but you know, yeah, I knew you were. I knew you were. <laughs> In fact, I think we put that on the list and said, can't wait for Ray to see this. Uh, <laughs> like, that's just, that, that was it. He'll be anyway. in the comments. <laughs> We're very excited about our series. Check that out uh, on the main Next Real Show. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Don't forget, you can become a member and support the show. What you get, you get longer ad-free mess, uh, 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 ad-free episodes. That's fun. You get to hear what goes on in the beginning and the end of all these crazy episodes, which is great. We'd love you to be a part of that. And don't forget, if you're wondering what movies we're going to be talking about on the next reel, you can head over to our Letterboxd channel. Letterboxd is the very, very best uh, a social media network for movie lovers. You can track the movies you're watching. You can track the movies you want to watch. You can write reviews, read reviews, interact with other movie lovers. And if you fall in love with it over there and you want to remove ads there, too, you can just use the code NEXTREEL at checkout when you upgrade to a pro or patron account, and that will save you 20%. And it works for renewals as well. Thank you, so everybody, for it. tuning in. We sh- so appreciate it. So worth it. Uh, and you're the best. Call your mother and make sure you eat your vegetables. Go do something nice for yourself. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read.
That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Music